and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I felt this movie was a bit absurd. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss I Don't Feel At Home In This World Anymore, which released in 2017, written and directed by Macon Blair. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis? Well, the story follows Melanie Linsky's character, Ruth. She is a nurse and is pretty much kind of unhappy in her life. One day she comes home to find it's been burgled and has to set up an investigation to find out who's stolen her stuff and where it's all gone. Along the way she meets Tony, played by Elijah Wood, and the two of them go on a bit of a journey, not looking for rings, but hopefully looking for themselves. Were you praying? You asked for help. I asked for help. That's how things get done. Don't worry, I won't let anything happen to you. So, Macon Blair, when he wrote the script for this, actually pulled from his own previous past experience of, right. of being burgled and having a laptop stolen and also having the police that did really next to nothing about resolving it and getting it returned. Right, And yeah. so he was just like, you know what, I'm going to use that and actually write an entire screenplay of what could happen on the on the attempt to retrieve it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he had also had some success working with the team behind uh, Green Room. Yep, yep. And uh, a year before this film came out at Sundance, he pitched the idea to Netflix, and Netflix gave him the thumbs up and greenlit the project and actually gave him full creative control over this. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty pretty strange really and almost unheard of especially you know an unheard of director is this is his uh, debut it's also yeah, his yeah. own script but they had faith in the script and they saw the potential and then i think when they saw the cast getting involved in the film yeah they gave him full creative control and this is one of those films that came out it, it did really well at sundance it won the awards uh the year after mm. uh but then it went on Netflix a month later and kind of without really that much fanfare. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people also had seen it on Netflix and just kind of went, mm, skipped and didn't yeah. really bother with this one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you spent a lot of time on Netflix. Did you see it? Did you skip past it? Do you remember? I did the exact same thing. And do you know why? I mean... It looked generic from the offset. However, I am also a big fan of Elijah Wood and his yes. oddball horror comedy independent movies. So I always know if Elijah Wood's in it and it's a film I've not heard of, it's probably worth checking out. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I mean, I've loved Elijah Wood pretty much all my life. The faculty's great. You know, he was great. I think it was Forever Young with, with Mel Gibson. Um, obviously the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I was also thinking post Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I loved him in Wilfred. I thought he was great in that. I haven't seen him in Maniac. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really bothered about seeing that movie again. So like, that's not, but like we said, this is, this guy's talented to the point where you see his name, you're like, oh, that's going to be good. But I saw this on the list and I was like, ah, I really should wiki this before I go into it. <laughs> but I didn't. I know it's shocking, right? And this is this is one of those movies that I really fucking should have because it would have given me a mental image of what the fuck I was getting into. Because, I, like I said at the beginning, this movie is just absurd. You know, uh, Gary and I were discussing how we felt about it before we turned the camera on, and I just felt certain situations. Yeah, like like you said, the director's taken the real life situation and then turned it into a movie. And it runs the fine line of being ultra-realistic or just absolutely absurd. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I think knowing next to nothing going into this film is going to be the best way. Yeah. If you want a yeah. refreshing surprise of a movie, stop the review. Check it out. Uh, this is me. Mm-hmm. Is it a dragon? Stegosaurus. Fucking love it. Now, I think the film does a really good job easing you into the film with its sort of mundane setting. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we we're easily identify with Ruth, played fantastically, as you said, by Melanie Linsky. We see her uh, in the hospital. She's uh, and she's with someone who, who's just about to pass away. Yeah. And she has some very vulgar racist things to say as she dies. Yeah. And then it cuts to the hallway and the family are grieving and they ask the doctor if mum had any last words. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, and so it's sort of everyone starts to look to Ruth and it cuts to her outside. And we have that awkward moment where the car's trying to reverse out. She's trying to cross the path. Yeah, yeah. We have the moment where she's picking up dog crap from her from her front. <laughs> yeah. I love the bar, situ the bar, the bar. situation. Yeah, she, she's she, reading her book. Yeah, she's in this bar, she's drinking, and you can tell off the offset that she might be heavily drinking um, to herself. But she's in this bar and she meets this guy who mentions about the book. And then he starts talking about the book to her. And so you're thinking, oh, she's going to make a new friend. And then he completely spoils the surprise, situation. the twist. Yeah. And then you just feel like the feet, the emotion in the scene just go. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, he, he's made a full part there. <laughs> that was also the director as well. That nice. was his cameo appearance. Nice. Yeah. yeah, he then takes his beers and he's like, see ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was also another very sort of poignant early scene with Ruth as well where uh, right at the start of the film she's outside in her garden drinking. Yeah, yeah. And she can she's... hear a party going on next door. And she's just pretty much... We, we see how isolated and alone she is. I thought she was staring at the stars. Right. That's what I thought she was doing. I thought she was just staring up at the sky drinking. And I was just like, wow, this woman's really unhappy if that's all she she's does. She's very unhappy. You know? It's also the fact that when she goes to the supermarket, she's got one item and somebody cuts in line with a whole basket full of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's all of the inconveniences. It's all those little things that just build up and build up and build up yeah. to the point where this woman is about to have a breakdown when she comes home and also realizes that she's been burgled. <laughs> and that her laptop has been taken, and that her grandma's antique silverware has also been stolen. It was done so well that when she walked in and she just got a beer, and it it was it was a little while, like as she'd walked in the house, like she was just drinking and she was just completely unfocused on anything. That then she just dawned on herself that her house had been had totally. been robbed. Yeah. But then, like the calling of the police section, like this is how kind of ultra realistic the film felt was that they come in you know and they start questioning her you know what's missing my silverware the laptop my medication you know and the police officer played by uh gary anthony williams who plays detective bendix he just kind of mentions that the door was unlatched and you'd seen her come in from the back garden like at the beginning so she had left it unlatched and so she's thinking to herself, fuck, yeah, it, it, it was me. It was probably an accident. So when they go to the car and she's just like, so what do I do now? 
And I'm thinking this detective's probably fucking, he's <laughs> under a fucking shit ton of pressure. He's got like a hundred million cases going on and you're wanting him to find your laptop. Exactly. And, and your stuff. So that's how ultra realistic it is because I totally go relate with the police officer that he's under a lot of pressure. You're going to look, right? Miss, uh, we will do everything we're able to. In the meantime, I suggest you pay a little closer attention to your home security. And so she ends up going to her friend's house. I don't know whether she's... Uh... Was that her friend? Was that her sister? I, I don't the know. The movie didn't yeah. explain. It didn't, know. Was it her neighbour? How far did she go? She just she was at her friend's house and her friend's just like, oh, yeah, you know. Because she's talking to the daughter. Yeah, friend. she's reading a bedtime story oh, and she God. just breaks down into tears about how horrible everybody in the world is and about how she'd just been robbed. And the little girl's like, Mom, take your friend away. You might take <laughs> Auntie away. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's just like, oh, I don't know anymore. She's talking to her friend i'm just gonna call her a friend yeah a friend uh, yeah. she's just like everyone's assholes i don't i don't understand the point anymore like she is feeling utterly defeated and at the you know at the edge breaking yeah. point but I, also, I was, at the same time with her character i also felt like especially with this situation when the the friend's husband comes home he immediately sees uh roof there and he's just like he's opening the window because they've been smoking weed and he doesn't like it in the house yeah you know but he's obviously he been just working. wants to eat his sandwich yeah and he's been told like he's got to make the bed because uh she's staying over he's yeah. just like it's just no comment he's he, just like god damn that's it. it and i'm like what what has roof <laughs> done up to this point we, we, we don't know any backstory about um her mum or dad we we find out about her gran well yeah you, you don't know. get to the state that she's in overnight do you so i can imagine she's been deteriorating to this point where for a while <laughs> yeah. yeah and in, and that's the point of the crux of the movie you know it needs something to kind of bring her back up and so this is this leading up to the confrontation with tony played by elijah wood where she comes out to her back garden and or her front garden and there's a piece of crap on the, on the garden and so she chases after tony and she like she throws it and completely misses doesn't yeah, she yeah 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 and <laughs> tony like i i couldn't shake the this the character that he's playing reminded me so much of the guy for, that he plays in sin city right yeah <laughs> right yeah, the, yeah. he sucks the marrow from their fingers and shit but at the same time this version is much like roof he's got no self esteem you know he's he's completely uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable in his confidence and i i was like is he purposely getting his dog to crap on her lawn so that at least that builds up a somehow conversation between the two of them it could be you know to an extent because he is also an odd body he's yeah. also someone without friends who's lonely but he's still an optimist and so he's kind of, they're, they're yin and yang right now. Yeah. Uh, and so whether, I mean, he says that he's, I mean, he looks like he's stoned. He's out of it. He's literally in a trance, deep, deep thought. Yeah, yeah. Whilst this dog's just doing whatever and he's oblivious to it. So I can believe both ways, but also, I don't think he would do it intentionally. It, it was the way he, he, he happily just picked up the crap. That and walked kind off of, with it, walked yeah. off was, it kind of told me, like, that's not what a normal person would do. If they had intentionally got their dog to crap on this person's lawn and then yeah. they throw at you, you're going to have a confrontation. Like you said, he could be completely out of it, but then w what is he thinking of that's so deep that while he's walking around, he's like, the dog's just crapping. I, I walk around like that when I'm wondering what I want to eat later. <laughs> Try doing that with a dog when you're walking around a neighborhood as well with neighbors, because it builds up, like... Like, Ruth decides to investigate, um, you know, the breaking, and she finds a footprint. 
at the uh, back of her house, which then she puts, you know, plaster into. She does it all DIY herself. And then she's obviously looking into and in, uh, speaking to all of her neighbors. And all of her neighbors are oddball people as well. You know, like. But it feels normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. there's a reason why she hasn't spoken to them. But then there's a reason why they haven't spoken to her as well. Up until she meets with Tony, you know, and he's in his back garden. Elijah Wood trying to do weights is so fucking funny <laughs> to watch. Especially the hardcore fucking rock metal music, you know. But then they're, they're, they're. Their meeting, their conversation, you know, she can't get the words out and he can't get the words out, but then he starts over-talking. Well, he, and... she explains that she got burgled and he starts smacking yeah. his gunjuggers on the table and she's like, you know what, okay, it's fine, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm, I'm done. Like, it's good, it's good, it's good. What did they take? They took my computer. And they, they took my grandma's silver. Which is really what... We also have Devon Gray um, playing uh, Christian Romack, and the first time we meet him as well, that's a weird situation. Like, I thought it was funky because I was, you know, doing my notes on this, and this actor is the guy who wrote um, I, I See You, which yeah. we uh, reviewed with Helen Hunt, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, that was really quite detailed, but here he is, crapping in somebody's cistern. And stealing their pearls. Yeah. And then skulking out of the house and being confronted by the owner he uh punches him beats him and then does a runner to his van yeah it's like okay the film taking a bit of a twist here that's it but but it's it's certainly really well kind of showed you that his shoe has got tape wrapped around it which yeah. when ruth has made the plaster of paris that's kind of the weird shape that she's seen so you're like so oh, we these know they're connected yeah 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 but it, it for me it was Obviously, first time watching the film, it obviously it was a huge tonal shift mm. in the film when it cut finally from Ruth to explore the you know the the person that actually did the the robbery. Right. Uh, so it was. Um, I, th I felt just a little bit disjointed that I wasn't expecting it to cut and follow this character in this yeah. scene. I was like, we're in this house, all these people. I was like, well, I wasn't quite sure what was going on until yeah. you know you make the connection. You're like, okay, I understand now. The film's going to actually start to become a bit of a crime thriller. Yeah, yeah, and and I suppose that's the same feeling I had was. I was getting the dark comedy with Ruth and Tony, and now we've jumped to this, which seems to be taking a more serious tone. But at the same time, if it is, then when we show, when we jump back to Ruth and Tony, we've got a completely massive, huge tonal shift again, which is shaking me. If we're not, then this dark comedy stuff is not working well with this Christian character and Marshall yeah. and uh, and Jane Levy's character, uh, um, Des who he meets in the woods, you know, and they're a creepy bunch of fuckers. <laughs> yeah, they have this drug-fueled montage in the woods. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, okay. For, so I, for me, I, I started to just drift out of the movie just for a little bit. It was my only disconnect, even though it was yeah. fairly well shot. Yeah. It was still just like, I want to get back to Ruth and Tony. <laughs> What's going on back there? Well, that's it. Because when, when, we, when we go back to Ruth and Tony, Ruth's mobile has an app on it which can tell her where her laptop Locate. is yeah uh when it's turned on and so it the laptop is activated and so she gets the bing and it's nearby actually you she, know she, yeah she doesn't have to go very far so she tries to contact the police and you know she gets just to run around there where the person on the phone is saying to her like look um are you just wanting to give us this additional information or what and Ruth's like, no, I want to go there now. I want to get my laptop. Oh, well, we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So she hangs up. 
and she first goes to call her friend friend's husband to see if he'll back her up and instead she goes to tony's house and she says to tony like i need some backup and he's like can i bring my nunchuckers and she's just like uh yeah and i'm like like i said totally i'm like okay i'm getting the comedy but what the fuck's gonna happen because I'm Elijah like, this... Wood looks like a violent fucker. Yeah, I'm like, is he going to go John Wick in here? Exactly. Like, is he just going to like break type here? But uh, no, this scene I thought was fantastic. The two of them, you know, he's saying a prayer in the car. Yeah, he's praying. You know, Ruth's just like, okay, what's going on here? And she asks him on the way to the car. And he's just like, well, you asked me for help. And I asked for help too. So yeah. you know, it's never let me down. Yeah. And uh, this, this guy, he's at the front of the door there's loud music going on we've seen them sort of a bunch of a bunch of uh, people in the house yeah yeah uh, and he's just he's not not giving in he ends up doing a d's nuts joke <laughs> yeah you know so uh, i'm like okay these two are going to get beaten down or somebody's going to get hurt and then elijah wood pulls out his mace yeah <laughs> his medieval mace and it, the sequence is so fast. My brain was like, what? What, what happened there? Yeah. Because he went to, the other guy went to grab it off him and ended up smacking right himself, himself in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> All right, tough guy. You had your chance. Oh, jeez. So he ends up falling through the door. So it makes a scene inside the house when they all come piling in. Yeah. And he's got a bloodied face. And then uh, Tony throws a little smoke Bond thing. He throws his uh, ninja star into the wall, and everyone's just like, "Just stop! What the hell's going on?" Yeah, because you're thinking like these three people in the house are fucking thugs, gangsters, thugs, but criminals, some kind. Yeah, they're not. They you, you don't know really who they are, but they do seem kind of innocent because the guy's just like, uh, "I didn't steal this laptop. I bought it from a second-hand store." And Ruth's just like, "Well, I'm taking it back. It's mine, and I'll take the power plug." And then she gives this whole moral message about what it's like when people break into your house and take things. And I'm like, what is... What? <laughs> it's, the scene played what? out so well. And it's the, it's the use of silence as well. The awkward, uncomfortable yeah. silence. Yeah, especially yeah. when Ruth's just like, yeah, I also want the power cord back. And the girls start fumbling around the back for the cable yeah. to give it to her. And it's just like, right, got my laptop going now. It's just like... <laughs> fucking Elijah Wood nails the fucking nail on the he's head. He's still trying to get he's it trying it to pull his the... fucking... Just That's a... how hard I threw it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's how hard I threw it. They get outside, they have this like slow motion run dance thing. Ruth and fucking Tony go home, they fucking ply back alcohol and you're like, oh, they're going to have sex now because they're getting to, I mean, <laughs> they they don't, but like no. it's it's kind of, it's just implied that they're now, they're bonded. They've, they've had this moment, they're, they're friends together and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? But Ruth is more determined now that she, once she's got her laptop, she wants to get her grandma silver back. Yeah. And so the silver has been in her family all this time, you know, and she feels really close to it. And like I said, you don't know much about her mum and dad, but she was, she must have loved the grandma at some point. And so they've got to go to the second hand store. And it's like that awkward moment where Elijah Wood's like, hey, maybe we should hold hands like we're a couple. And she's like, okay. 
and they they, <laughs> and they just, just do it. Yeah. They literally just do it while they you know they they walk I in. Know. It's odd, weird, but also sweet and also kind of like natural. The, it felt natural for these two. Like the breakfast situation where they're eating breakfast <laughs> and she just slides the address, the the second hand place's address to Elijah Wood, and he looks and nods. Yeah. And then she nods, and you're nodding as yeah, well. Like, like, yeah, okay. it's on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they end up encountering this old geezer who's just like, takes them back and they find the silverware. She gives Tony the key. She's like, get the car started. We're going. Why not just tell the guy this is your shit? Well, yeah. Because because <laughs> my brain's just like, you're just going to cause a situation. You're going to get arrested. You're gonna, you know, but you're basically she's being stealing. a rebel. She's had enough. She's had enough. That and she feels like it's hers. It doesn't She's having her own falling down it. moment, it okay? It doesn't justify it, guys. No, that doesn't have to justify it, but she's breaking out. It, it but does. it's on her way out that she realises, when she looks back over her shoulder and recognises the trainer yeah. with the shoes of this guy, yeah. matches the print that she got in her garden. So she's like, that's the guy who's been selling the shit that's been robbing here. Yeah. And and she, she she follows him out to his van, and Elijah Wood's been sat in their car in the uh, next to the van as well. And the old man comes running out, and like I said, I I I kind of get that she's having her breakdown moment, but it's the people around her that she ends up hurting that I don't think, like you said, totally goes well with the situation. Like if she's being a bad person, then these things that she's doing, like to this old man, is a bad thing because. You know, he stops her and she's just like, this is my silver. And she accidentally hits the old man in the face. And he's like, you hit me. So he grabs her finger and he breaks her finger. And she stood there like completely all in shock. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Elijah Wood comes out of nowhere and fucking takes out the old man. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody scatters. And I'm like, okay, she's totally, they're both getting totally arrested now. Yeah. <gasps> But now they 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 get they get out of there. They yeah. Get out of there. Like, but the thing is, she's upset because she didn't get to ID the van. Uh, but Tony's like, well, actually, I did. <laughs> yeah, so after like, she's been to the they hospital, have, like, she's a the thing. whole day. They have a whole fucking day, and then yeah. he goes, "I got the license plate." Yeah. She's like, what <laughs> you tell me. But anyway, she he he gets her credit card. He logs into this website. He finds the van and he finds the address. Yeah. And so then. They go and get a fake police badge out of a cereal hey, box. What the fuck was this plan? <laughs> what the fuck? And they go up to this massive, fancy-looking mansion in the, the, the rich part of whatever uh, town exactly, they're in. The in the rich part of town, wherever yeah. part of town they're in, and uh, and she flashes the badge real quick at the door, and we get this. They do not look dressed as police no. officers, even undercover police officers. They are not. Even this this ditzy lady is kind of aware of the it, housewife. Even, the yeah. housewife, yeah, and she uh, she is the stepmother of Christian, mm. who was the one who who robbed uh, Ruth. Yeah, she's here to try and find out where Christian is. But the wife's just like, "Oh, you're after her husband." Like, no, 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 Mister Standing, we're after him. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I don't know where he is. Don't really care." Either. Yeah, he's had this drug problem recently. In and out of jail. Yeah, and everything and... else. So while she's just like spilling all this backstory that's when uh dad comes home with his with his uh bodyguard yeah who's just like who, who who raises the gun to roof and tony and he does this comedic quick scanning around the house it's like clear yeah. clear <laughs> clear so clear and the other two are just sat there with their hands up like, clear corridor clear upstairs bathroom clear it's the same guy just running from room <laughs> yeah. to room and you actually my brain was like it's not not a group of them it's just one guy 
But that's where the mystery, yeah, like I said, it was a bit of a mystery. But halfway through, we'd seen uh, Christian uh, Marshall, played by David Yo, and Des, Jane Levy's character, um, go to this weird club at night. And the, with the money from the jewellery that Christian has pawned at the second-hand place, they are buying some cheap-ass guns off of a guy called Donkey, played <laughs> by uh, Derek Mears. Um, and... It was then my, I was like, oh, they're, they're about to commit a robbery. You know, that's why they need these guns. I thought they were going to go back to Ruth's place right. and, and kill her. But when when Ruth and Tony have gone and seen the mum and husband, the rich family, that's when I realised, oh, Christian and his buddies are planning on doing a house robbery, steal the money for drugs. Um, but that's when Marshall and fucking Christian are sat outside in the van and they see... Uh, Ruth and Tony leave and they're like, look, that's the woman who fucking stole the laptop. We need to find out what's going on. And so they go to her house and Christian breaks into the house. It's this really well fucking orchestrated sequence because she's actually had a uh, she's actually had a fight with Tony at this point. Because she, she stole the, the tiger from the garden. That's it, yeah. <laughs> After she almost destroyed the giraffe. Not the giraffe! Not the giraffe, yeah. And Tony's just like, you look, you're being bad now. You can't do these type of things. You know, it was one thing we were getting your stuff back. It's another thing to be breaking other people's stuff because yeah. because Christian's dad... Like said, he's fundamentally a good guy and he yeah. realises the boundary and the line is starting to be blurred and pushed beyond. So That's like, it. No more. Because cause Christian's dad, Christian Sr., had given him a right fucking talking down to, like, look, my son, you know, he's a, pe he's a waste space, a piece of shit, and breaking into your house, I don't care, you want money? And she's like, I don't want money, I want people to stop being assholes, and he basically laughs her out of the house. Yeah. So then she goes on a mad one, steals his tiger, Tony gets all pissed off, Christian Jr. turns up at, at Ruth's house, and she fucking cracks him, he surprises her. Yeah. And she cracks him in the throat with the plaster of Paris shoe. Yeah. And so he goes panicking out into the street. We can see he's choking, like, like fuck, he's yeah. suffocating, and then he gets hit by a bus. He gets hit <laughs> by a bus, and so this whole accidental death things happen. <laughs> yeah, fucking she's Marshall trying to call, uh, well, Bruce trying to call the police, but then yeah, Marshall turns out with Jay Levy and knocks her out and kidnaps her, and they drive off, and so. You but then instead of holding her kind of hostage, they're like, here's a gun. You're now going to help us rob the family that we were intending to rob before you, you screwed everything up. Killed Christian, yeah. Because <laughs> they know you as well. So they, and, and that's it. My, my brain's just like, I'm finding this funny, but I'm also finding it absolutely completely absurd. It I is don't such a, find it funny. It's such a bizarre string of events yeah, from, yeah, yeah. from the police badge flashing at the house, you know, to the security guard, to the to the to to smacking him in the face, and him getting hit by the bus, to her being taken hostage, to them turning up at the house with these guns. It just was just all happened so fast. Yeah, he's just like, oh, we're here now, and it doesn't even. It's not even like it slows down literally because fucking Elijah Woods at home. He's kind of. Um, you know, upset with the falling out yeah decides that he needs to go and see Ruth and so when he gets there he realises the police are there and somebody's been killed so then when he gets to Ruth's house he sees the beer bottle smashed on the floor and realises something bad's happened and we're at the robbery fucking um, fucking Mia from fucking Evil Dead's got a sawn off shotgun which is kind of ironic right and um, you know the, the Marshall uh, has got his gun on the guard and Ruth's got kind of her empty gun pointed at the, the wife and they call Christian Senior down. So as he makes his way down, he realizes something's off. So he goes and gets his own gun. 
And as he enters the room with his own gun, fucking Dez fucking blows his hand off with a <laughs> sawed-off blast. What the fuck is going on? I was like, God damn, like, that's gory and nasty. Fuck yeah. I was not expecting the film to go this way. Like, <laughs> like we talked about it before we turned the camera on. Super is what we would put this movie up against because, you know, it's It just, reminded me of that, yeah. It's just funny, 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 dark comedy, but then gore level just goes up in the air <laughs> and just blows the roof off the place because the guard gets fucking shot in the head as well. He, he gets, gets shot, Yeah, he gets shot a couple of times. And so they're making the dad, who's got only one hand left, to go over to a safe in the fireplace that Christian had told them about. And he's laughing and joking them off, saying, like, there's nothing in there. And I get the feeling that, yeah, he they had money, but it was not... In the house, yeah. It's not legal either, yeah. you know. So he was probably he's probably more in debt than he was rich, actually. It was just all a front of whatever. Because the wife... You know, the wife was playing so well that she was just like, look, I fucking hate you. I'm bored. That's why I let these people in. She was in. fantastic. Yeah. There's two scenes in this film. She was really fun. She was really fun. <laughs> but fucking um, Elijah Wood ends up turning up. Yes, because um, obviously Ruth's in trouble. Mm. You know, it doesn't, you know, just like how she's going to get out of this. Like she just spent most of the time just vomiting <laughs> in reaction to what was going on. Yeah. But yeah, Elijah Wood turns up with a ninja star uh, to to Mia's face, yeah. It's like, oh god, it's kicking off. It's but then Mia off. ends up stabbing him multiple times. Yeah. Life, so I was just like, oh, I'm shocked. I was He's like, fucking gonna so die. There's no way they're gonna kill off Tony. Yeah. They can kill off Elijah Wood, but he goes down. I was like, oh my god. He's he's go he's going down, and the dad tries to grab the gun off of Marshall, and when and Marshall fires, the bullet ricochets and hits fucking Mia in right the in the face, face as well. And so she's, she's down. fucking dead. <laughs> he he uh, Marshall's got a little gun, but he's managed to use one of his last bullets to kill the dad as well. The mum's taken a run down the fucking road. She's she's gone. She's literally gone looking for help, and so Ruth and. Tony trying to make a run for it, but they can't get to the cars to escape. So she gets a boat. Right. Well, she tries the other boat, but she, yeah. so she can't get it to start. So yeah. she gets in the rowboat. She gets to the other side. Rows all the way across. And the whole time I'm thinking, fucking hell, you know, Tony's going to die because he took a he, lot of stab wounds. Yes. Yeah. He's not moving very blood. much either. He's not moving a lot. And when she lays him down to rest in the woods, it was just like, ah, oh, man, that's his last. That like, was it. It was well shocking. Yeah. Because yeah. she lays him down and then she lures Marshall away. And she had this whole great kind of moment, I suppose, lesson in the movie or whatever, where she's there in the in the mud in a giant puddle, and she's absolutely still. You know, the snake comes right past her, and I'm like, ah, the movie's telling me now that she's that one with herself or whatever. She's found her in herself. She's can, you know, she's she's in the zone or whatever. Um, and she confronts Marshall, and he gets the fucking snake to the face. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's well weird because like there's this whole shocking moment as well because she can't find Tony. Yeah. She gets lost in the woods until the spirit of her dead grandmother turns shows up the way. shows the way. Yeah. <laughs> and it was at that moment I was just like, she's successfully retrieved her laptop. She's retrieved her grandma's silverware. Mm. What was the other thing that, that got taken? There's a shit ton of pills. And she says at one point what they are, but I'm like, well, they could be anything. I don't know what that is. And I was like, is, is this whole film gone into fantasy land because she's not on her pills? Have you been able to replace your medications? I see. I'll take I that see. as a no. Okay. 
Is any of so this Why real? are we seeing grandma here? Like, is she Did seeing, the snake bite her? I was she know. seeing grandma before she had to take her pills and that's why grandma was gone? <laughs> you know, is this why she has to be on the pills? Because otherwise she gets into these really weird fucking absurd <laughs> situations and people die, you know? But she, she manages to find Tony. She gets him back to the boat. Um, fucking Marshall's left on the island. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm assuming he just dies there because he's been bit on the face and his face is all swollen up and he can't go anywhere. Um, and like she has this whole crying moment in the boat because we see Elijah Wood there and I'm like I said the, the language from the movie I'm like he's he, gone he's, he's already he's gone dead. He's, yeah. he's fucking dead and she's just going through the motions and you know as a nurse she would also know this um, but she has one final sequence with the um, the police officer in the police station who who happens to tell her that he's him and his wife are working on it yeah when yeah. originally they were getting divorced <laughs> and um, she sat in her back garden with her her friend sister we're not entirely sure who um and they're talking and this and the friend you know says a really famous quote and you know ruth's just like i don't really understand what that means i don't get that and she turns and looks and behind her we see tony and the way the fucking film silhouettes him with the light and like the smoke, an angel you're like oh she's seeing him <laughs> like she's, she's seeing grandma but he's not. He's alive doing a barbecue. But is he? But what? What? He's, well, he is. So, he's yeah, still there talking the, to the, 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 the film ends and I was just like, what? What? So <laughs> okay. he's alive? He's They're like, together? I like, I'm, kind of, I'm, like, I'm happy. I'm kind of happy he's alive. Because, but like the film didn't need to drag out that he's dead for so long unless he did die and we are in some kind of like extended reality. Well, that's it. it. Like... <laughs> Was the ending real? Like, if it was, are they friends? Are they more than friends? It you also, know? like, She's thinking, thinking on back track. on it, I really enjoy the film, but it is very anticlimactic, really. Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but you know, but it's like, but it wasn't really much of a build up in the first place. I mean, I, it was just a sudden violent outburst that made that that. that drew the film to its conclusion but the weird thing is as well on that angle like i said between ultra realism and fucking absurdity yeah the the ending of the movie would make absolute sense if the mum has escaped and gone to the police to tell them that she's been robbed by a bunch of people who were close acquaintances to her drug rattled son who was the one who's been killed in the road and that happened to just bring in this strange nurse lady who he'd happened to just steal the laptop off of first and the police have already interacted with her and realized that she's innocent then yeah case closed everything's underneath the carpet you don't need to worry nope <laughs> yeah did you have any favorite scenes from the film i don't know gary <laughs> i don't know if i even know what movies are anymore <laughs> fucking script lines all over the fucking place um I love that sequence where Tony was pulling out his ninja star from the wall and he's just like, that's how hard I throw. Because it just, it was like he was acting tough. Yeah, he was. He was, he was acting, acting tough. But, he was, but these people were so wimpish as well that Elijah Wood acting tough was the toughest person in that situation. But it was because, yeah, their friend came flying through the door with a bloody face and they were just I, like, I well, know. if they go through him, like, shit. I okay. know, I know. It's just <laughs> like... Um, I love the detective speech um, in the uh, in the second meeting between oh, uh, Yeah, <laughs> because it didn't start as a breakdown. It literally it, it started with him kind of you know telling her, telling Ruth that you know there wasn't really much he could they could do. Well, he was you know, scolding her, wasn't he, for trying to her. do because she was doing her police work for him. Yeah, and every time Ruth went to say something, he absolutely cut her down. He had a counterpoint for whatever she was about to say, and it just. 
he controlled the whole situation up until he broke down into tears that he and his wife were going through a bit, a bit of a divorce. And I love that bit where she kind of, she reached over <laughs> her hand to kind of reassure him. And he's like, no, 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 no. Pull that back. Pull that back. <laughs> just fun. I mean, I, I said to Gary, I recognized this actor from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, which I've been watching recently. And he was absolutely hilarious in that. So this, <laughs> this, this, this comedy writing was really good. I mean, um, I, I, I was saying as well, I didn't really recognise Jane Levy or, or Mia, um, you know, fucking Des, Des character in this from Evil Dead until she was stood in the in the front room. and I, I Until remember, she was dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> like just as she'd taken a shot to the head and she kind of like stood there like a possessed. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a dead eye. It's a dead eye. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many memorable scenes uh, in the film, like the opening death and the joke in the hospital hallway. I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I know what this film is now. That that's that's funny. Uh, of course, the the first real favorite scene is we we mentioned it already a couple of times is them going to get the the laptop back yeah, yeah. from the mace to the face to the ninja star in the in the wall to the little little pop bomb thing uh, <laughs> to then asking for the power cable as well and yeah. just fumbling for the cable as they leave. Uh, I was just right. That that whole sequence was great as well. The whole pawn shop sequence where they go in, when they're holding hands, where they get the silverware, where she decides to, you know, steal them back, and she sends uh, Tony off to to start the car. It's like all great, all great moments. I also really like the scene where she's uh, at the house uh, with with the husband, the dad guy, and he's yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's just like, so what do you want? And she's like, I don't want your money. I just want people to stop being assholes. Yeah. I really liked her delivery, and of course, I really liked. The reaction as well, which is kind of like knowing who these sort of types are, you'd yeah, expect yeah. it to play out that way. But you know, she held her. You know, she had her confrontation. She said what she had to say, and then she left. And then, and then she had a falling down moment where she went and destroyed the garden. But it's fine. Yeah. Great, great scene. And uh, of course, uh, Jane Levy losing another hand. It's like two movies now I've seen her in where she loses her own hand or by her own hand. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, do you recommend the film? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I suppose I do. It's just really absurd. Like, I, like, I, I get where Gary's coming from seeing the comedy because I saw the comedy myself. I just don't know if, if it hit me or maybe I didn't watch it at the right enough time that like the jokes I missed the timings of the jokes, whatever. Like, I, I saw it and I went, ha ha ha! Is that funny? You know, and I, I, I don't know if everybody like. I'm probably in the absolute middle ground. There's probably people who will find this movie absolutely fucking hilarious and be like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest comedy! How have I never seen this before?" And then other people on the other side have been like, "This isn't funny. How is this watch?" I, I'm right there in the middle ground where I'm just like, you know what? A lot of the stuff works in this movie. The script writing really works. The, the cinematography really works. You know, the camera work really works. The actors do really great jobs with the characters that they do. It seems, it seems absolutely absurd, but at the same time, I can relate to it on a completely relatable level. I, I don't even know how that fucking works. But if you're wanting something with Elijah Wood in it, this is it. <laughs> yes. Easily recommend I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore as a fun, darkly comedic crime thriller with quirky characters and realistic action. Macon Blair delivered a solid script and created a wonderful indie film in his directorial debut. Melanie Linsky was really likeable, very relatable, 
and shined in the lead role and excelled whenever sharing the screen with Elijah Wood, who was incredibly memorable throughout the film, a real highlight. Jane Levy was also really good. Uh, if only in a minor role, she stood out and made those scenes work. The film does a great job at establishing the characters, the sort of the mundane tones, the offbeat humour, uh, and it engages you into the world. So when things get serious, you're already along for the ride. The violent scenes are well portrayed, they're shocking, realistic, and very funny. <laughs> I'd say watch this for the characters, yeah, the great script, the crazy antics of Ruth, and then stay to find out if the whole world is filled with assholes, or if yeah. Ruth can retrieve her stolen property and restore her faith in humanity. For Ruth, the last straw was a spoon. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews. That's how hard I threw it.